1972, comedian George Carlin had a monologue called Seven Words You Can Never Say on Television. Of course, he went on to say them every time he performed, which required every TV and radio show that covered his bit to bleep out the seven words. It was a funny look at censorship and how profanity can rule our personal lives, but by golly, it had better not hit any professional outlet. The times, they have a changed. A few months ago, a study about profanity was circulated through the social networks that said people who swear have higher IQs. Whether or not that's true and whether or not you should swear in your marketing is what we're going to talk about today on the Spin Sucks podcast. Stay tuned. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back. I am your host, Jenny Dietrich. Today, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of a good old swear word. In the last 50 years, the FCC has definitely loosened its stance on profanity. And of the seven words George Carlin used in his monologue, three are now allowed. Television and radio shows around the world use them. In the cases of the non-network companies, all seven words are allowed, and then some. I'm not going to say them here, both because this podcast is supposed to be safe for work and because I have a policy against swearing myself, save for the stray one here or there. Truth be told, I grew up Mormon, so swearing is very bad. And my 94-year-old grandfather reads and listens to everything I produce. Hi, Grandpa! And he would be mortified to hear me swear. He keeps me honest. That doesn't mean it's necessarily the right thing to do. Sorry, Grandpa. Proponents love a well-placed swear word. Opponents insist it's the kiss of death. Dollar Shave Club founder Michael Dubin dropped the F-bomb when discussing their blades, and nearly 27 million people have watched him say it. It also did not stop Unilever from paying a pretty $1 billion in cash for the business four years ago, either. Forbes says swearing can be good for business. Gary Vaynerchuk, the founder of VaynerMedia, has built his net worth to $160 million with a foul mouth. Researchers from four universities around the globe back that up, finding that people who swear are more likely to be honest. Profanity, they concluded, was associated with less lying and deception at the individual level and with higher integrity at the society level. If your audience swears, it's another way to relate to them, for better or for worse. What does this mean when it comes to your social media policy or for participating online? Do you allow profanity? No? Either way, you have to be careful in how you choose to make certain you stay within policy, but don't accidentally censor free speech. People, after all, buy from people, not logos or brands or companies or faceless buildings. It stands to reason, then, that if swearing is seen as having higher integrity, an organization might embrace it in their own social media efforts as well as in their policies. Maybe. There are certainly organizations that have gotten away with it and well. French Connections for years has used FCUK, I had to think about that one, as their logo. You can sip wines called Sassy Bitch and Fat Bastard, bite into a kick-ass cupcake, order a breakfast sandwich called Egg Slut, 
order feminine products from HelloFlow, or read a book titled, You Are a Badass. There are even books on the market today that have the dreaded F word in the title. Sorry, Grandpa, I'm just reciting the names of businesses and books. It doesn't count as swearing. This consistent, dependable voice is an important foundation in building a brand that consumers trust year after year. They get a feel for how they will be treated from the way the brand talks. They know it fits with their personality, just like a friend, and they buy into the brand values. If that's the case, it makes sense this consistent tone of voice should flow into brand social media too, both in posts from the brand and comments from followers. That doesn't make it easy though. Ensuring a consistent tone of voice can be a real challenge, especially when you introduce the public, not necessarily someone who buys from you, into the picture. In just a minute, I will be back to talk about a research-based analysis of the top brands' social media pages when it comes to profanity. I'll be right back. Podcasting is an increasingly popular marketing channel for businesses in all industries. But getting episodes to drive specific business outcomes can be a challenge. If you or your clients run a podcast as part of your marketing, then you know it can be difficult to track the value the show creates and communicate that value to those who are the most invested. But it doesn't have to be that way. If you would like to learn how to identify and track the podcast metrics, don't we all, that make a difference on the bottom line, go to podcastingforbusiness.com slash sucks. They have a free training on how to do exactly that. And it's created by the company that produces this very podcast. And I love, 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 love them. And you will too. So go to podcastingforbusiness.com slash sucks. One more time, podcastingforbusiness.com slash sucks. I'm back. I've mentioned here before that I'm doing some really high-end and crazy interesting and smart content marketing work with CRISP, which is an organization that provides early warning risk intelligence to communications and social media teams. They analyzed all user-generated content posted on 350 of the most well-known global brand social media pages, 29 million items in all. What they found is that more than 2.6 million comments featured content that most brands would class as inappropriate. The majority of these comments contain profanities, including some very severe profanity. Nearly one in three contain hate speech or abusive comments, and the rest were made up of scams, sexual content, and third-party promotion. This is akin to walking into a retail location where half of the people there are swearing at you, a third are hurling hateful and abusive insults at one another, and yet others are trying to trick you into telling them your personal details or holding up placards with porn on them. Can you imagine? <laughs> yet it happens every single day on social media and we're not offended. Of course, that's an entirely different topic about the way people behave on social media versus how they do in person, but we'll save that for another day. If that happened in real life, if half of the people there are swearing at you, a third are hurling hateful and abusive insults at one another, and others are holding up placards with porn on them, you would never return to that store again, ever. Yet we continue to go back to social media where we see it time and time and time and time again. 
For many organizations, the choice is to remove all inappropriate content and create a safe, profanity-free space for fans to interact. We do that in the comments of Spin Sucks, but less so on our social networks. Most of our community, though, knows the no profanity rule and abides by it. I had someone apologize to me the other day for using French in his comment, and it was so innocuous, I hadn't even noticed it. Yee. But I kind of love that we've made it that prevalent. That doesn't mean that we're less honest or less intelligent. It just means we don't allow it online because we want to provide a safe place. It also doesn't mean, Grandpa, that I swear I do, but we're going to save that for another day as well. A number of organizations do embrace elements of inappropriate content because it matches their brand voice and personality. Fashion brands do it. Some consumer goods do. Uh, I'm trying to think like shoe companies do. They're, you know, certainly celebrities. Swearing is a good example of this. If, however, your customer is not fond of dropping profanity-ridden bombs, it's likely not the right approach for your brand. As well, a well-placed swear word when it's not expected is far more effective than a brand that consistently swears. Take it from me. When I drop a little profanity, people's eyes go wide because it's so unexpected. I'm sorry, Grandpa, I am. The important thing is to be consistent with the brand's voice across all social media pages and to reflect your audience in every interaction. If that includes swearing, be like George Carlin and let it fly. That's it for today, my friends. If you want to talk marketing or communications shop or even discuss the merits of profanity, you can find us in the best community for communicators on the internet. Join us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 